Welcome back to This Week in Film. It's special edition. Spoiler, no spoiler, number two. This week we're doing X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm Nick Ferranto, joined as always by Ray Radominki and Charlie Chester. And this week, Ray still has not seen X-Men Apocalypse. And at this point, I probably never will with all the glowing reviews that are coming yeah. from it. So I, I didn't really, I had no interest in really seeing this movie to begin with. Yeah. I didn't, for some reason, I wasn't a big fan of, uh, was it First Class and uh, Days of Future Past? I don't know. Wow. I, for some wow. reason, I just didn't, I didn't really like those movies. Okay. Um, so when I saw the trailer for this, I was like, yeah, that looks stupid. Like, you know, whatever. Um and then you guys saw it and said it was terrible, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Well, it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty rough. I'm not going to lie. But so anyway, the, the idea behind spoiler, no spoiler, is Charlie and I are going to talk about X-Men Apocalypse. We're going to sprinkle in some spoilers here and there. And because it's a big, big summer movie that you may not have seen, spoiler alert for the whole episode. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and we also might be making things up as we go along to ruin get like a spo- experience. We should get like a spoiler alert, like sound, sounder. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Danger. <laughs> Just get Keith. We'll get Keith to say, spoil! <laughs> um, all right. So anyway, Charlie. Yeah. I did not like this movie. I couldn't agree with you more, Nicholas Pinto. I feel like... The worst part of it is that it had a chance to be good. It like you could tell that what what I think the movie needed most was another movie preceding it. Yeah, that's. Uh, I feel like this this film needed an Avengers style, not Avengers style, but but like a Marvel play up where they build Apocalypse like over three different movies and then then he's there. Right. Where in this one, the, uh, the movie starts out in ancient Egypt. And I don't know if you knew this, but pyramids come with self-destruct systems mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. in case the the dude being buried, the pharaoh or god king, whatever whatever we're burying, blue blue bad guy from the Mighty Morphin Power Early Rangers movie. movie. If if you're burying him and things go wrong, you can just knock the whole pyramid down. Right. And there's a technology in the pyramid that had we found it, we would be probably light years ahead of where we are right yeah in advancement like we we would have flying cars at this point there's no doubt in my mind so Maybe like we need to go check out the pyramids yeah apparently so like one this, of them there's one with a door that we can't get into um there, a lot of <laughs> is that true that it is true <laughs> a lot of insulting like little things like that towards the audience that we're just supposed yeah. to accept for no good yeah. reason i i think i think the thing that really hurt the movie most was I really enjoyed X-Men First Class, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed Days of Future Past, but like the, the timelines in the X-Men movies are really screwed up Like for the audience. like After Days of Future Past, you kind of think, oh, they have reset everything. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Like, like, we can go wherever we want. So what they decide to do in this movie is go to 1983, uh, which is fine, except that now we're bringing in more children or more teenage mutants, but rather than new mutants like in first class where they brought in Havoc and then they made up a couple of other ones, yeah. Um, 
they're bringing in your classic guys, Jean Grey, Storm, Cyclops, Angel slash Archangel. Jubilee. Jubilee, who was in the movie for five seconds. And no mention of what she could do. Right. But we already know who these characters are, but it's it's really poorly done. It was really poorly done. It felt like right. they were supposed to be introduced. Like It felt like these were the characters we should have gotten in X-Men First Class. Right. And we've grown with them. But X-Men First Class takes place 20 years ago. Right. And Havoc is still... In the comic books, Havoc and Cyclops are orphaned brothers. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> Cyclops is supposed to be the older brother, blah, 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 all this stuff. But Havoc is Cyclops's 40-year-old older brother and Cyclops is 15 because yeah. he's in high school. It's It's so... It, they, they they try to bring the comic book continuity into it, but it's too late. Right. It's it's over. Well, let me let me ask you this: talking about Cyclops, this the only origin in this movie, the only two origin stories mm -hmm. are Apocalypse, yeah, and Cyclops. Mm -hmm. What do we get out of finding out Cyclops's origins? Is it used in any way? Nope. To further the plot. Nothing more than, oh, I have optic blasts. And we already know that. If yeah. you've watched these movies, you know that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it absolutely makes no sense. And Apocalypse's origin was, like, when he wakes up in, in 1980, uh, Egypt, He's right. he wakes up and he goes, oh, well, I'm in charge now. Yeah. And just starts pointing at people. How, do, how does he wake up? Does he just wake up? Does something awaken? Oh, Moira Mataggart the girl from the first class movie is in Egypt for no reason and goes down into the the rebel the rubble remains of this old pyramid just as these egyptian guys are resurrecting him yeah Co and completely who, and, coincidental and who are those too. dudes like what why do they know this guy exists yeah. why are they able to find this and they said that these guys have been searching all over the globe for this Egyptian king. Why all over the for, globe? For 3,000 years. It doesn't and then, make sense. And they Go find it while she just happens to be there. Like, like yeah. That's how you knew the movie was off to a bad start. Um, the side, like, and the side, one and thing the about, full frontal nudity. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, for Cyclops... <laughs> I might be going to say it. <laughs> it, make, it was a, a bold choice for them to, Cyclops, to come into his power as he was... Uh, pleasuring himself in that one scene that was odd yeah he's in the bathroom stall right and is it, everything blue what isn't he blue cyclops? oh you're talking about cyclops, cyclops. No, yeah no, yeah no, yeah, no. yeah oh yeah nightcrawlers in this movie too for no reason for no good reason <laughs> for no reason other than we need to be able to teleport right we have no we have no good story Wait, wasn't nightcrawler introduced uh-huh in uh x-men 2 yeah yeah and yeah, they don't, so, yeah, and, and that, that was like that in a wonderful performance by. Um, but they make that seem like that was the first time they meet him, right? Right. Yeah. So they, now we're just redoing. Well, now, this the, whole now thing? the timeline is totally whatever they want to do it. Like and those, and they've they've insulted the audience again by by like killing their own canon in certain ways just yeah. for fun visuals and or fun sequences. So like. Yeah. Why the hell is Wolverine Weapon X in this? It doesn't make any oh, sense. No, that actually, that's the only thing that did make sense was because at the end of Days of Future Past, Stryker pulls his body out of the lake. Like, remember, he was dead in the water. 
Oh, Stryker like, pulled him out. Yeah, Stryker pulled him out, and then and then he. I guess the implication is that he started experimenting on him. Oh. Um, rather than the way it happened in the other movies, now they've made him into Weapon X. Oh. So that's the only thing that kind of worked for me, and that sequence was awesome until the end of it. And oh, when they have what, that little moment, yeah, where Jean Grey and Wolverine just like start petting each other, yeah, an old man and this little girl start petting each other, which Gross. is in a hallway, strange. and then and then he runs away, yeah, he just runs away. So and then Chris Hansen shows up and yeah. says hello, hello, and they're like he left already, and then and then you see Wolverine get tackled by a security <laughs> guard in the lawn. <laughs> Didn't um, what's her name that played Psylocke? Uh, Olivia Olivia Munn. Munn. To me, she always looks so uncomfortable in that outfit as if like it didn't fit right and or she had a stomach ache and had to go to the bathroom. She did look at very all uncomfortable. Times. I think it was because it was a stupid it's a comic book. She wears the exact outfit that she wears in the comic right. book, which is hot in the comic book, but it has no there's no practical purpose for her to be wearing this costume no. in real life. No, it's absolutely absurd. And um, I, I felt like the most insulting thing about the Psylocke character is that they started going down the X-Men 3 road, which was which was in the last stand, Magneto just starts going up the mutants and saying, what is your power? You're right. on my team now. Or yeah, what's yeah. your name? Jared? No. What's your real name? Oh, we all have code names. I forgot because we're mutants. We all have super <laughs> cool code names. Um, I'm Psylocke. Um, and it, it doesn't go into... Like, Psylocke has a pretty compelling story in the comic books where she's she's British and something some terrible things happen to her where she gets reconstructed as, like, a half-Asian woman. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's... I think she's... Isn't she Captain Britain's... That's a character. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Britain's sister, or uh, something like I, that. I don't know. I, I read a. I used to read a lot of. So Ant-Man. that's why Olivia Munn was cast because she and she she's half Asian, right? Yeah. Right, but that she's not British. She, like she's she's supposed to be like the thing that's weird about her is that she looks Japanese but has this British accent, and she's from she's she doesn't look like that, and so she's got all this psychological trauma from everything that happens to her. But in this movie, she's just uh, a guy. So do you think this movie would have been better if Olivia Munn spoke with a British accent? Uh no. no, no. Her performance is but, still bland. But like, I, yeah, I mean, she's just there literally to swing a a pink, like psych- psychic sword. She's there. To, she basically has a lightsaber that um, she can make as big as she wants. Pretty sweet. I uh, I can't stand the story of Magneto being good and turning. Oh bad yeah, again that's anymore. what I was. Oh man, did Magneto need more pain? Did we need like? Do we need yeah. to feel bad for Magneto? He's no. a terrible person. It's so he's ridiculous. gone through. He's gone through some terrible things in his life that have shaped his ideologies, but he's the bad guy. Yeah. And the bad guy of the movie, like, in all the other X-Men movies, in X-Men First Class, when when he and Charles are friends, right? that movie's great, because the two of them, like, even though when he decides to become a bad guy, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a bad guy now. Right, right. Um, but at least there's like some sort of character development. This movie, it's as if they had nothing for him to do, and they're and they went, well, Michael Fassbender's a great actor. We need him to cry, right? So, so, so do that like to kill his dog as yeah. the motivation is so, strange. Yeah, he's just in the woods, and the and the cops come and shoot his dog in the head to teach right. him a lesson. Yeah, and that turns him into a supervillain, which yeah. is a really and he strange. Goes, and he's been living in hiding for like ten or since the last movie. Yeah, and they murder his dog, and he goes, well. Looks like I'm. It's like John Wick. I was just gonna say it's yeah. the plot of John Wick, yeah. essentially. Yep. 
Yeah, that sends him on a, on a genocidal killing spree, killing billions. Yeah, and Apocalypse finds Magneto and goes, I'll make you super powerful. And then Magneto just stands there trying to pull apart the planet. Right. Oh, so Apocalypse and Magneto team up. Team up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and they don't yeah. really even talk about, like, they show a bunch of destruction. Mm -hmm. They don't show anyone dying. But if you watch all those buildings being torn apart... There's no way millions of people didn't die. Yeah, millions. Not to mention all of the nuclear bombs in space now. Right. Right. And I, I was like, That's oh, man, thing. this this could be this really cool. It just sounds like it's all over the place. Yeah. It really like, is. <laughs> like, out of nowhere, like, uh, they have a pacing. All right, bad guy's got to really build it up, and then he's going to do something terrible. And all of a sudden, I know her, boom, all the missile silos go up. And yeah. I'm like, oh, this could be really cool. Like, they're actually going for something, like, tremendous here. And then they're like, no, we're going to puss out. They're all going to float away in space. Yeah. Or um, Storm. Storm's in this movie. As a, as a teenager, and it was kind of neat how they kind of tried to introduce her, but it was not well done. Mm -hmm. um, and she says, oh, I have superpowers too. And he goes, okay, well, now you're super powerful too, and you need white hair. Right. I'm going to make your hair white because Storm needs white hair. I still feel like they don't, it, it's, it's the same problem for me as Vision in Marvel. You have the most powerful character ever that mm -hmm. can do anything, can destroy anything, and yet... You just essentially have her use static electricity to hurt people. Like yeah. it doesn't make any sense. The physics are like all off. You got to like stick to the these rules that you have set up, or don't use her at all. Yeah, uh, that's why I think uh, I really wish they had had more movies to set this up. And then and this is the, the second X Men movie where they screw up Angel. Like the first time yeah. they did it was in the Last Stand, which yeah, yeah. doesn't. They had exist. a great actor to play him in the first one. The first yeah. of Ben Foster. Was that him? Ben Foster yeah. played Angel. Yeah. Oh, where's he been? He's in that new Warcraft movie that apparently sucks, too. Yeah. Uh, I was excited for that as well. You know what? I'm going to go see that, though, just in case. Just yeah. in case I, I, hear like it's, it. I hear if you like the game, you'll like the well, movie. Well, see, I didn't play the game. I yeah. just thought it looked cool. My brother loves the game, and, and I never got into it. Anyway. I just wanted to say hi to my brother. <laughs> and, uh, Shout out. Yeah. Hi, Matt. And, <laughs> um, so, and physically, dude, you know, remember... Oh, I'm sorry. You remember all those memes about, like... Apocalypse looking like the character from Power Rangers, the, yeah, the villain. Ivan and, the, and they kept saying, like, no, he's going to, like, the, once the CGI is involved and mm -hmm. we get into the film, he's going to look so much better. No, he looked exactly he the looked same. just like it, the same, yeah. There was nothing special about him physically. Like, every time I'm looking at him, I'm like, this is just uncomfortable I mean, to watch. And, and when he would get animated and his voice would do, like, that over-modulated, cool, yeah. like, where it sounded... The... <clears throat> the 90s cartoon, the X-Men cartoon, nailed Apocalypse. Oh yeah, many many times over. Where it was like the guy's voice. He was ancient, 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 old. Mm -hmm. That's a sentence. Yeah. And um, but like the apocalypse in this movie goes to sleep for three thousand years. Right. He just wakes up in nineteen eighty three, yeah. and he goes, oh, um, oh, there's cars. Weird. He he walks around Egypt like. Um, when the old guy gets out of prison in Shawshank and he's like, oh, the world went and got itself in a big hurry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the motivation, his motivations are like weak he, at best. Yeah. And that's what Oscar Isaac plays him, right? He's yeah. a great actor. He's a great actor and he does, I think, a fine job with the material he's given, but it's it's boring stuff. Like, he's a boring character. What's his name in uh, Star Wars? Poe? Poe Dam po Dameron. Poe Dameron? Yeah. Something like Something that. Something like that? Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing. He's great just, in Star Wars. Oh, awesome. Was, yeah. 
Yeah, he's an amazing actor. I mean, in um, Inside Lewin Davis, he's brilliant. Yeah. But um, uh, the other thing that it just frustrated the shit out of me is that, like, uh, all right, so they have this crazy, amazing computer. Uh, what the hell is it called? Cerebro? Cerebro. That could essentially, like, pinpoint anybody on the planet, right? Right. So, uh, yet, Magneto is hiding in the forest of Russia and Charles Xavier is just like doesn't know where he is. I think he's just letting him be. It's just so many things. But then just at the, uh, convenient for plot. Here's a huge spoiler, Ray. Earmuffs. Um, at the end of the movie, Magneto lives, <laughs> and he has clear. Magneto is clearly responsible for the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people. Easily. Over the course of the final ridiculously bad. Right. Buildings are falling. Buildings are just being collapsed. Bridges are being each other. torn apart. Yeah, there's bridges being torn apart and cars are falling off the bridge. Like right. there's you know, and and there's just this swirl of debris. Like all of Egypt is destroyed. Right. And and the end of the like and somehow Mystique, who is a terrible character in this movie, like I feel like Jennifer Lawrence is only in these movies anymore because she was a big star, and I feel like that's yeah. kind of tailed off a little bit. Yeah, but big time. but they tried to give her such a big role in this movie, and it's yeah, like useless. try to tout her as the hero of the world, like, and she's the she's a bad guy. Like yeah. Mystique is a bad guy, and she, I mean, like, what is she offering? She's not to me. She's not like a patent. She's not offering like really sage words of advice or like anything that would want other characters would follow yeah. and or to convince the audience that she deserves this totem. You know, like that she is. Uh, um, there's something special about her. Right. I'm this not convinced there's anything special about that yeah, character. Yeah, like, they keep trying to insinuate that her character has some amazing redeeming qualities, and all she does is betray the people she loves. Right. It's just all these ridiculous ideas and the tossed into a hat. And the full frontal nudity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah. And Olivia Munn? In the yeah. same scene. Yeah. See, now now I'm going to go see it they try just to for that. They try to take each other down. And can you give me a, a, a time time code of that so I can just walk in the theater? I think it's minutes 120 that, through 129. Um, yeah, it was a solid nine minutes of just uh, just tickling. I think it's called a triple X-Men parody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's been advertised on the internet a lot lately. I've oh, seen that. I feel I've like I, I thought yeah. I just made that joke no, up. it's real. Like my other hilarious joke. <laughs> <laughs> that I told in the last episode. Tune in. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, the, I will say one thing that was good about it. You got. We got to come out with one good thing. Uh -huh. Quicksilver is awesome. He, he. Yeah. They had so much fun with that character. I feel like they just wanted to keep doing stuff with him, but they they ran out of. He he's a great character. They, they it should do. have been so much more about him. There's a sequence in that that tops the last. Yeah. Sequence that he was in in the last film that is what it's a solid five minutes. Like the slow mo. The last one was uh, when they were in like the uh, was it like a vault or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he run yeah. running now, around and like this changing. Blows everything. that out of the Dude, water. Yeah, yeah. It it's, is unbelievable. It's like five minutes straight. It doesn't stop. And it's set to like the Eurythmics. Yeah, he just um, you know they're one hit. Uh, sweet dreams are made. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay, okay. He essentially like. Uh, I'm I'm spoiling the shit out of this because it's, it's fun to talk about. So like they get to like he gets to Charles uh, uh, Xavier's mansion and it's literally like there's an explosion happening as he gets there and he looks at his clock and, and he's like, oh shit! And then he just runs in and five minutes of him as the explosion's happening in slow motion for five minutes he's picking out every single person and and bringing them outside in different ways. 
almost every single person. That's the other thing that oh, pissed yeah. me off well, is that it's you this need to real big progress the plot somehow. Well, like it's this huge tongue in cheek scene where you're like, oh man, he's got everybody. Yeah, and he rescues so many people that you go, oh, he he has rescued everyone. That, yeah, that was cool. And then. And then there's the the building finishes exploding and everyone's fine, and Cyclops shows up and he goes, "Hey, where's my brother?" <laughs> and he go, and they look at, at they look at Quicksilver and he goes, "I don't even know who you people are." <laughs> <laughs> and and Beast says, "Oh, he was real close to the explosion." Yeah. So I guess him. Quicksilver couldn't get to him. Lost half him. a second before he got to the Beast. Yeah. You know, it was. That's like we just had to kill this character off for no reason. Yeah, but what does that do for Cyclops? Nothing. What does that do for his character? It doesn't do anything nothing. for him. Absolutely nothing. I mean, other than, oh, he, he, this is my brother who has been around for three Yeah, there's movies. no good reason to kill Havoc. It, it, just so many things in there yeah. that so many, just shoehorned in for no good reason. So many just poor decisions. and, and I, don't, I don't understand. I think the most disappointing... The most disappointing thing was that even Brian Singer can make a bad X-Men movie. Um, I didn't really like. You're wrong. X Men Two all that much. Yeah, oh, dude. X Men United. Yeah, <laughs> it's such right? a bad name. Yeah. Oh man, that's a great movie. I love I mean, that. Movie. Yeah, the first two X Men I love. Points in it. I there. Don't know. I mean, it just advances the the X Men Two just advances the the general themes of the first movie. Yeah. And all the characters have something to do. They expand the cast. Everyone is everyone is important to the plot. Uh, you know, Wolverine's a badass. Mm. Remember in the school scene where he's taking out all those guys? Yeah. Like, uh, or he's actually like just straight killing yeah, people. Yeah, Colossus is shown for the first time, right? Um, yeah, and that's a I, waste too. That's... You know, like I'm, I'm spoiled because you get a really good director like Mangold to do uh, the Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me look back at the other X-Men movies and I'm like, oh, they could have done it so much better. Like, the Wolverine uh, I, for me is the greatest X Men movie there is. Uh, I would go with Deadpool is the best X Men movie at this point. Mm, okay, but that's, um, that's, isn't but that kind I, of splitting hairs a little bit though? No, I mean he's a, it's a mutant. I know, but it's not really an X Men movie, right? No, it totally is. He's a total X Men. I know, but it's not like not the X Men franchise, right? Eh. But um. <laughs> <laughs> He will, um, he will not like, be denied that. But uh, my top three would have to be, if we're not counting Deadpool, I would go, I would go X Men Two, Days of Future Past, and then the Wolverine. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think, and then, and then to, to round it out, First Class behind Wolverine, but it is close. I really liked First Class. Well, Wolverine because First and Class, First Class is, are the two best. I, I feel like every week I talk about all I want is a superhero movie that takes place in the '60s. You had and it, and I had it, and it was great, dude. Sebastian Shaw, that like Kevin Bacon was awesome in in that role. Um, and th- again, they had a great director. I think Brian Singer is a is problematic for this franchise at this point. I don't know. I think everybody's allowed one miss, but but this was a big Are one. Are there plans for another? Because yeah. this is supposed. To, oh, yeah. Wasn't this supposed to be like the end though? Nah, no, they, they'll never. They, they they'll have never a spoiler end. scene at the end that says more to come, and that that's a weak scene at the end. Oh well, that's the tease for the next Wolverine yeah. movie. I mean, and then how many no, times can yeah. Jackman play the Wolverine? Wasn't it? No, uh, they they He's talk got one about more. He says He's that's doing it. One more. Just one more. Yeah. He says this next one's his last one. They talk about Essex, and that's. Doctor Sinister, 
That's oh, Mr. Sinister. Mr. Sinister. He never graduated. Yeah, no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't passed his board yet. Right, yeah. of his PhD. He's still Mr. Yeah. Sinister. Uh, um, but yeah, no. Uh, apparently, the latest rumor is that it's not going to be Old Man Logan, which is what originally the next Wolverine movie was thought to be. Hmm. That it's actually going to be Weapon X because of the setup that they just did. Oh, but he's there. all old, though. Yeah. Well, I guess it makes sense, but... Eh. Yeah, but the last Wolverine movies, he's freaking jacked. He's, like, huge. Jack, man. Like, he's, definitely he's huge. Steroids. And at the end <laughs> of this one, the the Wolverine one, like, he's he's definitely weak-looking, you know? He's not the same oh. Wolverine that we've seen. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely watch. It can't be as bad as X-Men Origins. It can't be as bad as The Last Stand. But I've um, been wrong before. It yeah. happened that one time. I guess we'll see. Um, but yeah. But uh, oh, one last thing. I was talking about Angel. Um, the Angel Archangel storyline is one of my favorites, especially like if you're going to use the cartoon as, as source material. Yeah. But I think in the cartoon they nailed it because they established this character of Angel. He doesn't want anything to do with the X-Men, but he shows up every once in a while. And then... He goes to get his mutant power taken away because mm-hmm. he doesn't want it because he thinks he's a freak. And it turns out that the person doing the experiment on him is Apocalypse with okay. Mystique, who is working for uh, Apocalypse. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. And he turns, Arc, he turns Angel into Archangel, and he's the leader of Apocalypse's four horsemen. Right. And so then eventually the X-Men stop Apocalypse, and they... They rescue Archangel's brain, you know, like they, they break the brainwashing. But then there are about four or five more episodes down the line of, like, of Archangel, like the Warren Worthington character who is just obsessed with destroying Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And that's what this movie needed. This movie had no motivation for really anything. Apocalypse no. only wanted to power for the sake of having power. Magneto was just sad because of his dog. Yeah, the X Men. Wait, the dog thing isn't isn't like a spoil. That's not like a fake thing. This is like a real thing. Oh, they totally kill his dog. <laughs> I yeah. thought you guys were joking. No, yeah, no, no, no. It's and it's it's not like a manly dog, dude. Yeah, it's like one of those tiny dogs. Yeah, yeah. An ankle biter. Yeah, it's, it's like a teacup poodle thing. And he yeah. talks to it. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's yeah. It's not. It's not a good choice. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, like, uh, why is Apocalypse trying to destroy the planet and, and build it again in, in, you know, a better one or whatever he says? Why are like, all why? the nuclear bombs in space? Yeah. Other than other than to, to say there are no more nuclear bombs? Because Superman tried that in Superman 4. Didn't work out. Right. Yeah, like, what, like, because they didn't want the bombs used against them, but... Apocalypse is like almighty. Like it does yeah, it just doesn't make any yeah. sense. Like that was a cool sequence where all the missiles are launching, but it was worthless. Yeah, it didn't it mean floundered. didn't mean anything. It definitely floundered. All right. Well, that was X-Men Apocalypse. It was terrible. Yep. Ray, go see it. And uh, I might need to now with all, all this the, all the nudity that oh, yeah, apparently is and in the it. Angel full frontal nudity. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that fight with Angel and Nightcrawler was so dumb. Yeah, it was, it was everything, dumb. Every, like a lot of just stupid decisions. All right. Well, Ray, tell us where the good people can find us on the internet. You can find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Twitter, Google Play Music, and of course, thisweekinfilmpodcast.com. 
And if you're listening to us on the podcast radio network, we'd like to say thank you. And uh, come check us out on the on all those social networks that Ray just mentioned. Um, other than that, I think that'll about do it for the day. I think if that's the end of the reel, uh, we'll see you <laughs> next week. Oh my God! Please make it stop. <laughs> <laughs>